You have just downloaded the Barbecue Central show, which airs live every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central show is brought to you by Sucklebusters. You can find them at sucklebusters.com. Also by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. They can be found at the BBQ guru.com or call them 800-288-GURU and by the CHOPS Power Injector System the 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year at the NBBQA find them at barbecuekansascity.com and by Butcher Barbecue from injections to rubs to sauces always trust your butcher at butcherbbq.com and by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for everything and anything that has to do with barbecue. Their website is BigPapaSmokers.com. And by Cook Shack Pellet and Electric Grills. Visit them at PelletCooker.com or CookShack.com or call them 800-423-0698. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500000 in cash to be won. Find out more at kcbs.us slash samstour. And by Cookin' Pellets, you can buy Cookin' Pellets at cookinpellets.com. You can also visit amazon.com to purchase as well. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet grills on the market today. You can visit them at greenmountaingrills.com. And by iGrill. The Bluetooth grilling thermometer that allows you to monitor temperatures from 150 feet away. Use promo code CENTRAL for 15% off your purchase at iDevicesInc.com. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. Oops. Sorry about that. Hey, you want to jump in on the show tonight? More than happy to have you. It's a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, if you are so inclined to take part this evening. Uh, anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening, in case you haven't signed up for the newsletter, which you can also do at the main website. At 9.14 tonight... He is uh, on this show semi-regularly, a regional celebrity in Southern California, a guy with his own uh, uh, recurring three days a week cooking show, and somebody just like generally talking culinary stuff with Sam the Cooking Guy. 
will be on in about 13 minutes from now. At 9.35, a guy that we have on here and there, creator of Grillocracy, which used to be Smoking to Eye, and I don't know if Smoking to Eye still actually survives anywhere or if it's gone altogether, what have you, but it's Grillocracy.com. You know, forget about the the lists of stuff that you want for Christmas. Clinton Cantwell and I will be talking about stuff that you don't want for Christmas. The holidays, what have you. So stay tuned for that at 9.35. And then we will move into the second hour. And my guest in the second hour, 10.14, is somebody who has risen into the Rocky Mountain area to cataclysmic fame in regards to restaurants on the barbecue scenario. He is a pit master of a competition cooking team called GQ Barbecue. Jason Ganahl will join us as well. And then at 9.35, we have the last Can a Freshman Say It before the Christmas holiday. We will continue with Can a Freshman Say It uh, through the end of the month. This is one of those lucky months where you have five of uh, five weeks instead of your traditional four. So uh, extra pay period for everybody. Yeah! Show me money! Tonight's prize for Can a Freshman Say It, none other than... The grilling oils brought to you by Dave Bosca of Butcher Barbecue. All right, so I did this last year. Somebody had reminded me about it. Uh, behind me is none other. Uh, will this not play? Can anybody hear the music? Oh, well, now you can probably hear the music, right? Yeah, well, that's not going to work for the the guests, but that's all right. So, what you see behind me is called the Yule Log. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Yule Logs, per se. But uh, back in New York, where I was growing up as a Ute, Channel 11 and uh, WPIX... And 11 Alive on the television used to simulcast uh, this. So the TV obviously had the fire, which is going on behind me. And then uh, there was also the same music that was playing on the television was being simulcast on the radio. And there were no very limited commercial interruptions. I think station, uh, station IDs, because that's what uh, the FCC requires for the radio side. You got to announce who you are. Uh, I think it's at least before 10 past every hour or something like that. That's why all of a sudden you'll hear on the radio, oh, you're listening to WKNR at 8.50 a.m. WKNR. Uh, right around the top of the hour, a little bit past. Right? So, this is the exact Yule Log and the exact music that I grew up with as a Ute or youth in upstate New York. And I thought I would bring it out again. Thanks to uh, Haniel for reminding me. Shout out, Haniel. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. That's our lineup for this evening. Do your social media posts and so forth. Let everybody know that the show is on. We're in fabulous high holiday fashion. Get them on the Twitter. Get them on the Facebooks and so forth. You can catch it on Roku if you go to the App Store. You can download Outdoor Cooking Channel on the App Store and stream it from your television. Next week's show, if I can program note, 
the show for next week already. And I don't usually like to get a, a whole week in advance this far, but I'm very excited. The teams that I announced the last week in regards to those which I will be following for the, their entire competition season of 2016 will all appear next week on the show. We will get background on them. We will talk about what their upcoming season looks like. We'll talk about uh, flavor profiles that they're going to be starting off with. We'll be talking about anything that they might be tinkering with prior to getting into the season that's upcoming in 2016. So all very exciting stuff. Let me tell you something. I, and I don't want to pull back the curtain too much, but when you're hosting a show and you're giving your opening talking points and all, and you have holiday music blasting in your ear, it's kind of annoying. Merry Christmas, everybody. So we have the three teams that I'll be following all next year on this show next week. So tune in, especially if you're not familiar with them. Get a little insight. We'll get a little groundwork laid for them so we can start building that personal investment into them and we'll uh, grow with them starting in January. A lot of the teams starting out right in January. Something I want to point out. If you go to my website, thebbqcentralshow.com, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, screenshot the... Oh, oh, wow. Boy, that music cuts right out now, doesn't it? Sure does. The answer, by the way, is sure does. All uh, right. So if you look up, and you probably can't see it, but right here in the top, there's a thing that says Amazon.com. So I've went ahead and started a, a affiliate a partnership with Amazon. So if you go to the website, uh, there's an Amazon.com link, and then there is an additional menu item called Barbecue Central Store. Now, if you go to Barbecue Central Store, it will take you to a different page, and I have items here that I have stocked into the store. There's two pages. These are items that I have either owned or have uh, huge brand recognition. Uh, or if you don't want to do that and you just want to go to the main Amazon website, just click on the thing that says Amazon.com, and then that will redirect you right to Amazon, as you're seeing here on the video side of things. Uh, why do I say that? Because with an affiliate membership, uh, the show will get a percentage of anything you purchase. If you just go straight to Amazon.com and you don't go through the website or bookmark it, I mean, so that's the easiest thing to do, right? Go to the website. Click on Amazon.com and then bookmark that because then I'm cookied in. And anytime you click on the bookmark and go through Amazon that way, uh, it's a percentage of the sale. It doesn't affect your cost, of course, uh, but you get a percentage of the sale. And all of that money will go back and be reinvested into the production of the show. So it's something that you can easily do. I'm always fielding, but what can I do for the show? What can I do for the show? This is going to be the easiest thing. Everybody uses Amazon.com. They're going to be coming out with drone delivery services here sooner than later. We all know that. So if you can go to my website, take the time out, everybody do it now, and click on Amazon.com and then bookmark that Amazon.com link that shows up. Uh, the show will always get credit for anything you buy. And if you want to go to the Barbecue Central store and buy something that I have out there, uh, that will be updated over time. But the easiest thing to do is go to the Amazon.com link that's on there and shop through that link. And send all your friends there, too. And all the money that we make there gets reinvested in the show to keep making it bigger, better, all that good stuff. 
Pork Barrel Barbecue, the guys over at Pork Barrel, Merry Christmas, guys, Heath and Brent, have started a new item of interest that you may or may not be interested in. A Pork Barrel Barbecue top 10 stories of 2015. The first two are out. If we can get to them towards the second hour, uh, we'll get to them. We'll talk. We'll have a little bit of banter about them. But look, there's a lot of stuff to get to yet. Okay? A lot of stuff to get to. So, without further ado, we will do the first read, and then we will get to Sam the Cooking Guy. Happy holidays from Cook Shack, folks. That's right. So thankful for all their customers, vendors, dealers, distributors, employees. They send a special wish to all of the listeners of the Barbecue Central Show for a prosperous, happy, healthy, and tasty new year. Cook Shack manufactures electric smokers, pellet-fired cooker ovens, pellet-fired charbroilers, and pellet grills. They also sell accessories, sauces, rubs, woods, and pellets to use in the ovens and grills. With a variety of sizes and styles, Cook Shack can fit the needs of any customer or business. Cook Shack provides commercial and competition cooking classes, online recipes, a video cooking classroom as well. Check out the website, cookshack.com and pelletcooker.com. You can also check out their blogs and their social media groups on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, Instagram, and LinkedIn. They also have a world-class barbecue forum as well. On the competition circuit, Cook Shack pellet-fired cookers are the choice of champs. Teams from coast to coast in Canada are using smokers and pellet grills to get the award-winning circle trips. The FEC 100 can handle all four meat categories with ease. The Fast Eddies by Cook Shack, PG 1000 and 500 are pellet grills that can smoke on the indirect side and grill on the direct side. Your purchase comes with Cook Shack's unconditional 30-day money-back guarantee. What does that mean? It means you can cook on it all you want, and if you don't like it after 30 days, you send it back. How about that? Any Cook Shack product has this 30-day money-back guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied, return it for full refund, credit, or replacement. Cook Shack's dedicated to craft, crafting smoker ovens for genuine pit barbecue and wood-smoked foods. They continue to develop and improve their products with an inspiration of smoking made simple. That's their deal, smoking made simple. They would love to share their passion for barbecue with you. Give them a call, 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Again, the websites are cookshack.com and pelletcooker.com. Visit them, get it done. You're going to be very happy about all of it. And make sure that you tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you over there. All right, uh, we're going to step back. We'll load in Sam Zion. Lots of good stuff. We're going to be covering him. You're listening and watching the holiday version of the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, 
Welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central show is being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. If you're looking for medium-sized cookers, I got you covered there, too. Something to take on those tailgates. Yeah, they got those as well. They can also supply you with pellets to fire those cookers. Check them out online at GreenMountainGrills.com. Look for dealers in your area as well. They do have the brick-and-mortar dealers. I love my Green Mountain Grill. You can love yours as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, Joining me now for a little holiday talk is... Is not currently there. Watch out. Make sure my on air sign is, is on here. Here we go. All right. As I was saying, joining me now to talk a little last second holiday shenanigans, tomfoolery, and or and or otherwise is a TV show host, a cookbook author, and a guy on the internet that uh, hosts his own cooking show three days a week. Uh, let's go ahead and race over the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Sam Zion, joining me here. Sam, how are you, buddy? You know how I am. I'm great. Wait, can you see me? No, I've seen wires. What do you see? It's bizarre. Looks, looks like it's underneath How is that something. possible? I don't know. Oh, I know. Hold on. Hold on one sec. Hold on. No, no. Sorry. My bad. I know what that was. That was a, something that fell earlier, and I didn't think it did. And Where's Max when you need him? Coward, cut it out, man. Man, oh, man. Can't go anywhere without that guy. Hey, look, there he is. Sammy! There we go. All right, so uh, let me first uh, say that uh, hopefully your Hanukkah was good. It was awesome. Yeah? I was, uh, I was not really here for it, but... But uh, it was fantastic. So what? What? Like, where were you? I was in Beijing. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. What kind of Hanukkah is going over in Beijing? Is there a lot of Hanukkah going over in Beijing, or not a, any Hanukkah? No. There's no Hanukkah going. In. I mean, I yeah. didn't find it. If it was there, it wasn't in front of me anywhere that I was. All right. So uh, when you're in a different country, China, nonetheless, uh, yeah. how do you celebrate Hanukkah the right way? It's difficult. You know, you celebrate it on the phone or on uh, Skype with family. That's really the only way that you can do it. And this was a work thing for you to be in China? I I didn't have time to search out, you know, a synagogue or a group that might celebrate it sort of my way. So I'm just – look – when it comes to religion, and I don't know how you or your viewers feel, but I feel like – It's like what's inside you. You you don't have to do the stuff to be religious. I'm Jewish, and um, I feel like it's more important what's in my heart than what's in my stomach. And for Jews, that's important because there's a lot of kosher stuff going on, and that's that's not what I do. But I don't think, you know, eating pork, not eating pork or— uh, stuff like that makes me Jewish or not Jewish. I think what makes me Jewish or a good person in my religion is doing the right things, you know, being mindful of, of uh, other people in the world and 
taking care of older people and being a good person and donating to charity and stuff like that. That to me is the important stuff that makes you part of any religion. I don't care what the religion is. I don't care if it's, you know, Muslim or, or, or Protestant or Jewish or Christian or whatever. That to me, it's just the heart part is what is important to me. Sam, the cooking guy, joins us here on the show. The website, by the way, is uh, thecookingguy.com. If you've never been over there, oh, see, look, I thought I was going to be all smooth, and I totally wasn't. Uh, oh. What the hell? Why haven't oh. they been to thecookingguy.com? Man, what the hell? What am I doing? I don't know. I'm, I look, man, I man. see myself, it, everything's black right now. Yeah, so. I know. So I was going to say, you oh, can go you. to okay. his website and That's navigate all around and see recipes and all this other stuff because we talk about a bunch of fun stuff here when you're on. So here's kind of the 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 impetus of or the uh, the gist of the segment tonight, Sam, as we were talking. Impetus or gist. I yes, love it. Right. I, I My vocabulary is impregnable, as Mike Tyson it's, used to say. Um <laughs> it's the it's the 22nd and literally hours left of the 22nd so you have roughly maybe a day and a half if you're mr procrastinator of uh the christmas or, or whatever you're doing or last second gifts for somebody so in right. regards to recommendations uh this year that you're giving because i'm sure a lot of people are asking you either you know what should i get so and so or uh, look you get the of course you get the last minute what, what the f am i supposed to do yeah, at the last minute because there's still some time left for folks if they're looking for something to get so what are you recommending this year because well, next, just, next segment let me I'm just say this to, a guy to, to what i a, believe is the core of your audience yes make a brisket right now yes get, Get yourself outside, cook, your, cook yourself a brisket, but, but it's what you do with the brisket that becomes important. You'll have the brisket in the fridge. You'll cook it, slice it, put it in the fridge, and now you can do a jillion things with it. So you can make empanadas with it, right? Yep. Little, little bits of pastry dough with brisket and maybe some sauteed onion and some cheese folded baked in the oven i mean it's fantastic at the last minute you could make a brisket grilled cheese which i say on a regular basis yeah. is one of the greatest things known to mankind you could make a brisket omelet you could make sausage rolls with them take some puff pastry some brisket maybe a little barbecue sauce whatever you've got cut the puff it roll it up bake them cut them into pieces this big you're going to be a genius hmm. people are going to love the hell out of you in regards to physical presence if you have yes, the time and stuff like that uh what are yes. you what are you recommending for like the actual tangible gifts that people can say this is what sam gave me or this is what my oh, mom so here so look uh i'm from san diego and there are a few stores that are very san diego centric so when I'm giving gifts out of town, I give gifts from San Diego. You're from, where are you from? Cleveland. Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe not Cleveland, but maybe Ohio-centric gifts. Maybe you're from New York, or you're from Wisconsin. You give Wisconsin-centric gifts. And it's not hard to find a place that sells, you know, barbecue sauces and marmalades and jams and and, you know, things like that that are from where you are. I think that's a great thing to give 
for people outside of where you live. Uh, now, when you're wait, wait, when you're going to a house, you're going to a holiday party. Yeah. The the the, the go to is a bottle of wine. Right. And I say f the bottle of wine. Forget that. Really. Take a good bottle of olive oil instead, because it could be just as expensive. We know oh. how expensive good extra virgin olive oil is. Yeah. And take a great uh, baguette with you, or some kind of loaf of, you know, a ciabatta or a French loaf or something, because that will stand. You will stand out from all the rest of the people that are taking the basic bottle of wine. Which, by the way, nobody gets excited about that anymore. That's just boring as shit. Well, and it's like, uh, what can I do that requires the least amount of originality right. and thought possible? Oh my god, thank you. You brought me a bottle of wine. You thought about me for one and a half seconds. That's pretty much yep. where it goes. By I, the way, I'm loving the whole like mustache, goatee thing. You look great. Beard. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm very tough. Good. Um, let me ask you. You're very tough. Could you, yeah? Could you go uh, in in a in a same vein slash different direction? So instead of yes. olive oil, how about like one of those really signature balsamic vinegars? A a absolutely. I mean, I think these are things that people just don't really think about for themselves, and so it's up to us to think about them on their behalf or for them. And you can do that. Look. You can take, you know, cookies to somebody's house. And I don't know. I mean, I got cookies the other day and a little part of me went, all right, so you bake these for like 17 other people and I'm not really sure how I feel about these. I'll tell you what I have taken to somebody's house. I've taken deviled eggs before. You go to somebody's house for a like a holiday cocktail party, holiday dinner party. Yeah. And they either ask you to bring something or they don't ask you to bring anything. I show up with deviled eggs. I've already talked about the brisket. I'm going to tell you right now. Brisket deviled eggs are one of those things that you will make. That you will leave the party and you will be like freaking Gandhi or Jesus or, I, you know, come up with your person. But... Seth Rogen, I don't know who the person is, but they're the one thing that will make you iconic. Is is deviled eggs, uh, is that a, a tread lightly kind of thing? Or is that, in, at least in, in your reference, is that no. kind of a widely accepted people are going to love uh, there, deviled there, eggs? There's no, 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 no. I've not met a person that doesn't like deviled eggs. Ever? I, I mean... Perhaps a vegan that won't eat the eggs, apart from those people. Yeah. And I'm just going to go, just a wild guess right now. Pretty certain there's not too many of them watching you. That's right. Am I right? Yeah. No right. vegans. I mean, unless um, they're closet vegans. I mean, maybe closet vegan. I have no idea. But I'm telling you, a deviled egg, you know, some mayo, some chopped red onion, a little green onion, some parsley some hot sauce, some brisket chopped up mm. into the deviled egg mix and then a little on top so you see what it is. I like people to know what it is that they're eating. I make uh, lox or smoked salmon deviled eggs 
and it's inside, but there's always a little bit on top. Yeah. I'm telling you, a brisket deviled egg is one of those things that will just completely change your entire life. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, yeah. So in, in regards to party, if you're, if you're going to be the person hosting the holiday party oh, and probably yes. not getting brisket holiday eggs and, not, and getting bottles of wine, like, uh, what are your foolproof points of suggest on not getting lost in your own party? Because, look, as much making, as I want to say— making in advance? Well, yeah, but so here's my issue— uh, well, at least when I started, you know, I would have yes. 30 or 40 people over and I wanted to have this great party. And then, you know, before yes. I knew it's halfway through, I'm still at the grill. I'm not having any uh, fun. I'm stressing like crazy. And then it's like, what? I had this great plan and it has exploded in my face and I never want to do it again. But there's got to be okay. some some good ground to, to meet in the middle. So of. here, look, here's a couple of tips. You're having 30 people over. I would give 15 of those people a task of what to bring. But yeah, I mean, I think I've said this before with you. You can't just say to somebody, bring wine or bring bread. You say to somebody, bring bread, they'll bring like a sh shitty white loaf of like wonder bread. Yeah. And that has its place. It probably doesn't has its have its place at your party. Yeah. So you have to be specific. You say, bring this wine or bring a French loaf or a sourdough baguette or a loaf of ciabatta, whatever, that kind of stuff. But like you want to do as much as you can in advance. So like the brisket we were talking about, have the brisket 100% made. As people start to show up, you tell people come at six o'clock, you're pulling it out at 545 and you're starting to slice it. And it's either going to go on little pieces of baguette that you've crisped up in the oven or it's going to go on top of the deviled eggs that you've already made. You made the day before. Who cares? That kind of stuff you can make way the hell in advance, right? Yeah. Well, you so give people specific freaking jobs, and you don't let them deter from that, or they'll screw it up, and they'll make huge mistakes for you. The, the biggest problem that I have all the time, and I've gotten better at this over yes. time, is, okay, it's time to eat. And like you just said, if you tell people to show up at 6, you're pulling the brisket out at 5.45. Well, if I do that and I tell everybody it's time to eat, everybody just kind of like sits around. And it, it seems like nobody wants to be the first person to get up. And I got to like grab somebody by the back of the neck and throw them up on the front of the line. I mean, My how friend, do we get that people is, that ready is a to go? universal problem. I mean, come on. Thank Thanksgiving here, I, what, a month ago, it was difficult. So, you know, it's the timing, right? You, I know you, like me, work hard on that. Yeah. You're trying to get the turkey to come out, the gravy to come out, the potatoes and the stuffing and blah, 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 all that shit to come out all at the same time. And there it is. It's on the buffet or it's on plates or whatever it is. Yeah. You're excited. You want people to eat. It's ready and it's hot. Yeah. And people aren't moving. No. That's the bane of my existence. That's when I want to take a Glock out and shoot myself in the head. But I don't do that because I like being here. I walk up and I go, here's the deal. Everything's ready now. I want you to eat now. I don't have any problem with, as you put it, grabbing somebody from the back of the neck and pulling them into the kitchen. It only takes two people yeah. to start the party going when it comes to food. That's it. 
last thing before I let you go, and I appreciate yes. the time this evening. Uh, uh, cocktail, you, cocktails. Do you have oh, yeah. like a, a seasonal holiday cocktail or something that you really like okay. right now? Okay, or so like, look, look, you can do you can do all kinds of you know thematic cocktails. Thanksgiving, you could go with like pumpkin puree with something. Christmas, you can go with eggnog and white chocolate liqueur and peppermint schnapps and something. I think the things that make people happiest most are the things that they like and are proven. So for me, a great vodka or gin martini with blue cheese olives will never, ever piss anybody off. And I like a dirty martini. And a dirty martini simply means that you put a little bit of the olive juice in the shaker or in the glass when you make the thing. So uh, that to that I mean that to me is uh, you know important. Look, I think cranberries this time of year yeah. are kind of you know thematic. So if you make a cosmopolitan with cranberries or a cranberry margarita, which is not a weird thing and is completely delicious, yeah. with some fresh cranberries. In the bottom of the glass, a splash of cranberry juice, a little sweet and sour, some tequila, maybe a little roses lime juice, and the and you know, some a little squeeze of fresh orange, you're gonna be happy. Can can men drink cosmopolitans? Oh, absolutely. In and secret, way, or can you do it out look, in public? No, 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 not in secret. Here's the way a man drinks a cosmopolitan. Allow me to build it for you with my hands. Yeah. Vodka? Yeah. Cranberry juice. <laughs> Ice? Yeah. Rocks, rocks glass. Exactly. Rocks oh, okay. glass. Yeah. So that's what changes it there. The rocks glass adds the man factor. You put that thing in a martini glass, and unless it's a gin martini, I mean, people are a little worried about what you're drinking. Exactly. And at the risk of, you know, um, having people think that, that whatever, I, I wouldn't even want to say that. Here, here's the thing. Vodka which I can drink a shitload of. Yeah. Is like the least alcohol is the least caloric beverage, alcoholic beverage there is. The 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 more brown the color is, the more time it's spent in presumably some like French oak barrel. Yeah. And the more time the sugars have had to naturalize themselves into the alcohol thereby giving you more calories the white the 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 plain alcohols um plain tequila you know vodka gin stuff like that has the least amount of sugars in it and thereby having the least amount of calories in so what you're saying is the white alcohol is good and the brown alcohol is bad what are you Here's saying? What I'm saying? No, no, no. What Here's you... what I'm saying. The white alcohol is good. The brown alcohol is freaking delicious. Yes. But it just right. has more calories. But watch out. That's right. Uh, you can and find. This time, and this time of year, I can drink a shitload of tequila, of, of Blanco tequila yeah. or vodka. 
and put on less pounds than perhaps you, and I know the brown t- alcohol mm. that you like. Yeah, I love bourbon. Uh, you can find Sam the Cooking Guy at thecookingguy.com. Everywhere that he is on the internet lives at thecookingguy.com, so go there. Uh, Sam, appreciate the time. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody over there. Say hi to everybody, Stay and we'll talk warm. again. All right, Wait, What's the temperature there right now? 60 degrees. Suck it. Oh, shut what? Yes, that's the same thing here. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna break a heat record tomorrow. It's supposed to be mid sixties. God, yeah. I hope right. it never changes all winter. Guys. Yeah, thanks, God. All right, enjoy. Thanks, Sam. There he is, Sam, yeah, the cooking guy, thecookingguy.com. Got to go get it. Check him out. Check out all the food. If uh, and I know you guys are like me, right? It's uh, backyard. Uh, if you have not seen. And I'm sure you haven't, but if you go to thecookingguy.com and uh, there should be something that says um, backyard, first day in the backyard or something like that. He's had a complete redo of his backyard and he has a grill and a sink and the whole eating area. I mean, it is palatial to say the least. When you're a 13-time Emmy award-winning TV host... You have that backyard. It's awesome. So awesome. I got to get out there. He's got to invite me out so I can hang. All right, guys. Uh, let me talk to you quickly before we get to Clint Cantwell. The CHOPS Power Injector System. That's right. It is the 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year for the National Barbecue Association. Uh, the number one seller is the half-gallon CHOPS Power Injector System. Designed for competition or to pump up the backyard guy like me. So easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it. And away you go. If you just have one brisket or pork shoulder, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It will use it all. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. 100 bucks plus shipping anywhere. Then you have that one-gallon chopped power injector system. It holds double the amount of the half-gallon system. Some use it in competitions, like when you are cooking MBN whole hog, or maybe you're doing 10 shoulders in order to get a perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement needle uh, plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. This one's 120 bucks plus shipping anywhere. The newest one is the CHOPS Full Power Injector System. It's electric. It's the commercial and competition big daddy. It's not a holding tank, but a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container. That's right, from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum. It was originally designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. And he said time and time again that with the Chops Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 2-inch, 11-and-a-half-gauge needles, 3-plug screws, a needle protector. It's 325 bucks plus shipping anywhere. A number of the top pit masters in the world are using Chops Power Injector System every day to make their barbecue better than yours. Here's the thing. We live in a foodie world. There's got to be flavor in every bite. This is how you're going to do it. This is how you do it fast. It's not just for meat. Alcoholics, pay attention. You can inject your fruit with liquor with the Chop Power Injector System. It's made in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. Hand assembled right there. Extra accessories. You want them. They got them. You want to shoot medium ground spices. They have you covered for that. They have two, three, and four-inch 12-gauge needles. Also, they have two-inch closed-tip needles, perfect for shooting fatty meats to keep from plugging up the needles with fat. They sell replacement stock needle adapters and plug screws. They have a great upgrade that you can make your chops injector bulletproof with metal needle adapters. Hope, barbecuekansascity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, barbecuekansascity.com. If you order 
in the next couple days. Tell them you heard about free shipping here on this show. Mention free shipping in the comments or email Dan Uladal, barbecuekansascity.com. Tell them free shipping. Clint Cantwell out of the break. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by iGrill, makers of the most advanced Bluetooth grilling thermometers anywhere. You can monitor what you're grilling up to 150 feet away using your iOS or Android device. This month only, receive 15% off your order if you use promo code CENTRAL, C-E-N-T-R-A-L, iDevicesInc.com, the letter iDevicesInc, iDevicesInc.com. That's the place you want to go. And don't forget to use promo code CENTRAL when you are checking out. Be sure to do that. Everybody wants to save money, right? Of course. All right. We talked a little bit last segment about uh, items that you want to have, right? Right. However, inevitably during the course, uh, especially like this time of year, you you wind up with uh, regret and other such bad feelings because somebody got you some crappy gifts and we're going to try and make sure that you are not in the same boat as best we can. I know it's late, right? But we're going to try. Uh, so joining me to help you uh, stay afloat on the good gift boat is Clint Cantwell from Grillocracy.com. Clint, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How you doing, Rempe? Doing very well, Clint. And you're in Florida, right? right? Oh, yes. Now, are you down there for Hanging business or Florida. is is the 60-degree New York weather, or I'm sorry, what's probably even hotter out in Tennessee, um, are, are you just down there for like uh, the, the, the Disney thing or what? No, I, we're down here with my parents. They, they're they winter birds ah, in yes. Florida. So. And my parents are we're winter birds too, but then they're also summer birds. Nice. Uh, are you they're on... What? I said my parents are also winter birds, but then they also transition into summer birds too. They're just like full time down there. Nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah that's are, are that's you, the way to do it. You Atlantic or Gulf side? Uh, we're near Tampa St. Pete. Ah, all right. Gulf side. Yeah, I love it. Beautiful town out there. Yeah. Beautiful place. All right, Clint. So here's the deal. Uh, sometimes every year you wind up with a crap gift. And you've done the barbecue and grilling world a service on grillocracy.com by posting, and this was about 20 days ago, holiday don't wish list, which was taking 10 things that you probably shouldn't get that uh, griller or barbecue or or both on uh, on your holiday gift getting list. So uh, first of all, how do you derive these 10 to make the list? Are these like the worst of all of them or have you had all no, of these I mean, and realized that, like, how do you do it? There's other stuff out, out there. This is, some of these are things that I've actually received as gifts yeah. from people that think just because I'm a barbecue or a griller, I want the latest crap that's being shelled out there at their local Home Depot. Uh, but also I've just, I consulted with some other barbecue bloggers, Meathead, Chris Grove, Grill Girl, 
and other folks, uh, I think you as well, just to, to see what kind of products we saw out there that folks shouldn't be wasting their money on. All right, so here's we'll go from 10 to 1. Uh, number 10 is the Firewire Kebab Skewers. And look, in the effort of full disclosure, I got my dad these like uh, four years ago. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like the worst son ever. But he said he liked them. And I mean, so so what don't you like about grill kebabs, uh, the Firewire? Uh, yeah, I mean, just the whole flexibility of it is annoys me. I'd read, I don't do a lot of kebabs personally, but if I'm going to do kebabs, I want want some degree of control. I don't want all the stuff rolling around and cooking unevenly. You know, I, I prefer taking two of those disposable bamboo skewers and skewering everything so it's nice and flat. The things don't spin on, on the skewer and, uh, you know, get all sides done uniformly. This is more like a jump rope with a bunch of meat and vegetables crammed on it. Right, now I'm going to attempt to, yeah, see, wow, that's weird. I want to show everybody what we're looking at here. All right. It's kind of, it's kind of like a, uh, uh, what do you call those things? A demonstration. All right, so here's the Firewire Kebabs, everybody. There it is. Yep. Uh, all right, so number nine is uh, the Barbecue Dragon. Tell us about the Barbecue Dragon. Yeah, and I actually received one of these in the mail. And it's funny, some of these products you actually see on on the holiday gift lists on different blogs. I think that bloggers, when they get something for free, they feel like they should show it whether it's good or not. And this is basically a hairdryer with a clip on it to clip on the side of your grill and to help get the charcoal started. But, you know, I've used Weber fire starter cubes, one fire starter cube in a chimney to start charcoal forever. And, you know, I, I go through charcoal by the pallet full, so I don't need a hairdryer with a clip to, to be able to get it going when I can do it fine with a, a regular regular chimney. As I'm sure you know, because you're a big fan of the show, uh, I had one of the creators on the show as well. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> best of luck. He, he was from my hometown, though, so I felt obligated to, to have him on and give him a, give him a thumbs up. All right, uh, number eight. Thermometer tongs. I mean, right off yeah, the bat, it actually, sounds like a bad idea. I hadn't idea. seen these yet until I think it was Meathead pointed these out to me, and it's it's definitely one of the more ridiculous products out there. Testing the temperature of your meat while you're flipping the meat, and uh, I guess you got to check the temperature every time you use the tongs. But the tongs, the way they were created, are perfectly fine. You don't have to start doing add-ons and things like that. Just get yourself a good thermopen that's going to give you an accurate reading in a couple of seconds. Get a industrial set of tongs, you know, like they use in a professional kitchen. Nothing fancy. And, you know, keep the two separate. You don't need these multi-purpose devices. There's also tongs with lights built in and all sorts of crap, so... Let's, Don't uh, waste your time. Yeah, a, a lot of gimmick stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess gimmick sell. Yeah, and not if the you least. Know somebody that barbecues and grills and <laughs> see this stuff in the store and 
you think they're going to be excited to open it up when you know I'd rather have something that I'm actually going to use. So that's that's the reason behind this clip. So in keeping with the uh, vein that yeah. is uh, gimmick number seven camouflage grilling apron tool holder. Wow, look at this thing. Uh, look, yeah. I mean, who and doesn't want the apron five actually of these? holds the tool. I mean, you are the tool uh, when you <laughs> put this on. <laughs> so you got a, a five, uh, a five magazine beer holder running across your chest like uh, the Miss Universe sash. You have your mayo. condiments. What's that? Seasonings, condiments, seasonings. Yeah. Another beer cup holder. Your tongs that grilling fork that I've never used. Yep. Everything. See how much crap you can slap on there and then go out in public wearing it. Aside from that guy who obviously wanted to remain anonymous because he didn't include his face in there, nobody's wearing this, right? I don't know. Nobody's wearing it. I think you can... You could probably find a block party somewhere where the uh, the guy that calls himself the grill master is yeah. out there in his camouflage grilling apron and tool holder. Yeah, hope he's hoping that the camouflage works so well nobody can see him. Uh, number six. I think this is on par with the uh, you know the apron that makes you look like you're a naked muscular guy. <laughs> right. You've seen those ones. <laughs> oh yeah, I have it's five. Kind of this. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing, but. Anyway, on to number six. Uh, cheap bullet-style offset smokers, and this is one of my pet peeves, is don't cheap out on the cooker because it's going to ruin your experience and perhaps you've then decided to do away with the whole barbecue and grilling culture. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it going back decades now, you know, of not springing for something great and spending $60 on on this Brinkman Nell Cheapo bullet style smoker. But uh, yeah, I mean, you'll get a couple of uses out of it. You're constantly feeding charcoal into it because the entire bottom of it's open. So you're just sucking fuel and, you know, it's, uh, it's not worth it. Just, you know, if you can't afford it today, save up a little bit and get yourself a Weber Smoky Mountain for, a hundred and something dollars versus these things that rust out, rust out quickly and just aren't efficient. Uh, number five, new to the market, the Myron Mixon three-in-one grilling tool. Wow. Yeah, this, where do we start? This is the reason that this list was created when I came across this thing. And God bless Myron, but... He definitely jumped the shark on this thing. I have never seen anything like this. It's a chef's knife that I don't know if you've got the image. Yeah, right here. Up, but it's uh, yeah, it's a chef's knife with a hook for flipping meat on the end. Pigtail And then turn. a bottle opener. So, you know, you get yourself liquored up, open up another beer with your razor-sharp chef's knife, while poking your eye out with the meat flipper. And it's just, uh, I, can, I don't have words for this thing. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, Bizarre and dangerous all at the same time. Uh, we don't have to cover beer can chicken holder because uh, Meathead has yep. been on that all over the place. 
Uh, number three, uh, I believe my dad might have actually been looking at this at some point um, a, a year or two ago when it came out, the robotic grill grate cleaner. Weird that you yeah, you are like so a, lazy a that you can't take five seconds, right? Mm-hmm. I said it's weird that people can't take five seconds to hand brush off the yeah. grill. Instead, you got this thing. Yeah, I mean, this thing takes two, three plus minutes to clean the grate, but it's, and even at that, it's only cleaning the crud off the top, so you still got stuff on the sides and underneath uh, versus taking a a wire brush and, and just cleaning it off in a matter of seconds. It's, it's definitely for that tool that's wearing the camouflage apron <laughs> and grilling out in this backyard. The the other thing that I, I fear is if that guy's wearing the apron, he's probably also not paying attention if he really turned the grill off or not, and he's tossing that thing on a hot grill that's on <laughs> and then shutting the top, and it's over. That would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, then it's yeah. over. Crazy. Uh, the four-pack of steak thermometers, you don't like these? Uh, you know, I get sent these things every six months or so, and it's, I don't know, maybe there's a purpose for them out in the world. I've got Thermapen that works great. I don't need to have a thermometer stuck in every individual stake. And, you know, you'll also notice that these don't have temperatures. It's, it's got blue for rare, yellow for medium, and red for well. So that's really dialing in the temperature of your meat to perfection <laughs> medium or rare medium oh and i'm in yellow yep. i like my steak yellow yeah. yeah i'm cautious get it in the yellow uh number one yeah. is something i've never seen in my life the condiment gun i mean it looks like a revolver that you can yep. distribute ketchup and mustard out of yeah so you you take the ketchup and mustard that's already in a squeeze bottle. Yeah. You transfer it to separate squeeze bottles. You put <laughs> it in a gun and then you walk around your picnic squirting ketchup and mustard on on people's hot dogs and hamburgers out of your gun. And you have to switch the uh the canisters back and forth if you want to do ketchup and mustard, I believe. Well, no, you get two like, guns, uh, right? You buy two, and then oh, you have... I guess, yeah, you could, uh, and then maybe add do an add-on on your camouflage apron. Yeah. So you got the holsters on the side. The, the business relationship that hasn't happened yet, like you said, is camouflage yeah. apron and these guys getting together and, and doing, like, either inside the jacket uh, armpit holster or going, you know, side saddle western holder because it is a revolver for crying out loud. Yeah, so if you're if the creators of the condiment gun are out there, you know, me and Rempy get credit and yeah. a percentage yeah. if you work out this right. uh, cross deal here. I think these the, the 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 owner of the condiment gun and the owner of the camouflage apron are gonna be the next guys we see on Shark Tank. Yes. Yeah. Craziness. Uh grillocracy.com is a website that talks about barbecue and grilling and recipes. And Clint is a fabulous writer. It's the People's Republic of Smoke and Flame, for crying out loud. What are you waiting for? Get over there and check out his posts. I mean, let's go. Grill. Uh, uh, Clint has got his finger on the pulse. Uh, also, are you still in the PR situation? I am, and editor of Kingsford.com. And- oh, my Lord. 
bunch of other stuff. So bunch. I'm busy. All right. It's going to uh, be a good year, Rempy. Big year of 2016. 2016 biggest... is the year of barbecue and grilling. Biggest... If it's not already big enough. Yeah. Biggest single prediction of next year, Clint. Yes. I, I went out there on a limb, yep. but I'm going to do it. So. All right. And bacon. Bacon's going to be big. Bacon is going to be big. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't, I don't know if that's possibly uh, – I think everybody hates bacon. But, I mean, stranger things have happened. Uh, again, you can find uh, Clint at grillocracy.com. Clint, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. All right. Happy holidays, my brother. You too, man. There he is, Clint Cantwell, doing it right, telling everybody if you're going to do the grill gun, then get the, if you're, if you're going to do the grill gun, you might as well get the apron, right? I mean, let's not even – let's not fake it. Get the grill gun, for crying out loud. All right. We're going to wrap the first hour after this. Diane, that's sarcasm, by the way. Bacon not being big. Let me talk to you for a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru Gang. If you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cooker, stop here. These are the guys that created it all, creators of this technology. Why would you buy from any other company? I don't know. If you're not familiar with how they work, I'm not going to get into the dissertation here, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature. And once set, keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology today because, hey, maybe you're a busy working professional or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids and doing errands. And quite frankly, you just don't have that time to set around and tend the pit temps. I get it. The Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs. You're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. The Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. A couple of the different models that I mention each and every week. Uh, the CyberQ Wi-Fi. So if you have access, well, I think it's both. It generates its own Wi-Fi signal that you can hook up your smart device to. Or if you have it looped through your own network, you can connect your smart device to the CyberQ Wi-Fi. And now you can monitor the temperature of the pit. Right there from any smart device you have it hooked up to. A laptop computer, a netbook, a tablet, your phone, you name it. You don't even have to get out of bed anymore to check internal temperatures of your meat and your pit temperatures. And you can make adjustments right there on the fly. On the other side of the spectrum, you have the Party Cube. It's $149 for most cookers. It's the easiest point of entry for pit temperature control devices. A self-contained package that runs on AA batteries. It can go from cooker to cooker to cooker. It's fabulous. If you're in the market for a cooker, Onyx Oven is still doing it for a lot of people out there, both in the backyard and in the competition scene. Fully insulated, holds a ton of meat, accommodates the half and full pans for food service. Working seamlessly with any of the barbecue guru temperature control devices. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box, 800-288-GURU or the website, thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Uh, I need to find earphones because my uh, little earpiece uh, battery is dying and I'm not going to be able to hear in five seconds. Uh, but we will wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com is the email address. Phone number is 216-220-0966. Hey, dude. Nobody ever runs out of batteries in the most opportune times. It never happens. Never. For those of you just tuning in, the fire behind me is the old WPIX New York and 11 Alive Yule Log that shows every Christmas Eve. Well, at least it did show every Christmas Eve when I was growing up. I don't know if if it's something that still happens out there or not. Anybody live in upstate New York that uh, has the 11 Alive WPIX Yule Log, this one that's behind me, is that still happening? I need to know. I need to know. All right. Thanks again to Clint Cantwell for joining me this past segment talking about gifts that suck. We've also made a business decision that the condiment gun and the camouflage apron dude should get together, go to Shark Tank, and pitch. It's a winner. It's a winner. We're going to step away real quick. Uh, I'm going to refresh my libation. We have some great things to get to here shortly. In the second hour, don't forget... At 1035, we're going to be playing kind of freshman sale. So if you've always wanted to win Dave Bosca's grilling oils, this is your time, my friends. you got to listen live. It's going to be fun and exciting. We'll try and get into uh, at least the first two stories that Pork Barrel Barbecue has uh, got out with, too. So stick around for all that. We'll be right back. to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show Boing. we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to hit me fine how you doing you have a great show i'm a big fan Boing. so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle Charbono. it's all about the Charbono, dude Succulent fish, what? He ate fifty four wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Hey, This, my friends, is the Barbecue Central Show. It is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Uh, We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. You want to jump in tonight? Do it. 216-220-0966. 
888-900-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Your two bits of contact information. Still to come on the show tonight, in about 13 minutes from now, the Pitmaster GQ, GQ Barbecue Team and the owner of GQ Barbecue Restaurant, Jason Goodall. Looking forward to chatting it up with him. Also at 1035, can a freshman say it for your chance to win Dave Bosca's Grilling Oils, Butter, Chipotle, and Steakhouse Flavors. If you're interested, and I know many of you are. Believe it or not, even though we are at the last vestiges of the year, we do have a weekly barbecue roundup to do for you. Let me get to the weekly barbecue roundup. Let me see if Kevin is up yet. Kevin, wake up! See Kevin back there? See Kevin back there? Right. Oh, right. I mean, Timmy's always working his ass off, writing my notes for me and making sure that I'm talking about the good stuff. Not Kevin. That some bitch is out. Well, there was no KCBS contests this past weekend. By the way, the weekly barbecue roundup covering the weekend of December 18th. Again, no KCBS contest. In Texas, there was an International Barbecue Cookers Association contest, an IBCA. The Burt Ogden Mission Cowboy Christmas Cookoff in Mission, Texas, winning that one, Killer VCs. Congratulations to Killer VCs. Nothing in the Texas Gulf Coast, nothing in the Lone Star Barbecue Society. And that concludes your weekly barbecue roundup. Yeah, I love it. Merry Christmas. You've got to have a good time. Yeah. Let's go downtown and get everybody pregnant. Yeah, I would love it. Let's do it. But unannounced, Chad Ward calling in. Chadley, what's up, brother? What's up, brother? Nothing. You tell me. You hey, just want to call in, man. Yeah. I knew you had a little bit of a segment here. And yeah. I just want to wish all your listeners that yeah. may not be my listeners, yeah. Merry Christmas. Look at this guy. You're magnanimous. Chad, uh, I got an email from somebody. Um, was it last night? It was this morning. We had a little correspondence back and forth, me and this gentleman. And he said, hey, you should have Chad back on your show. Let me point out the fact that at the end of 2014, Chad predicted, A, that Granny's barbecue sauce would hit big on the competition circuit, which it did, and that Travis Clark would win 2015 KCBS Barbecue Team of the Year, which he did. What? So what everybody wants to know, Chad, is what are the winning lottery numbers this week? Come on. Well, I'll tell you what. Don't hold back. I'd go low. I, I would go low. Anything under 38 is not going to score. That's right. So do you have any – so wait, let me let me ask you this. Uh, what are you doing next week? Next week? Next week? Yeah. You know what I next would Tuesday. love to do, Greg? Yes. Why don't you give me 30 minutes yep. at 830, yep. and we're going to break down Greg Rempe. Uh-oh. And then we just carry it on over. 
uh, the Barbecue Central Radio Show. I'm going to finish you, and then we're going to roll you into me. No, yeah, I'm, I'm wow. going to finish you. With, yep. This is going to be an interview like you've never had before. Wow. I've never okay. been. Rarely am I interviewed. Rarely. I don't know why. But, I got a lot of shit to say. Hey, hey look, look, I've had numerous conversations with Bill and Connie Rempe. Who? To get my questions dialed out. <laughs> and may, maybe two or three that Katie's thrown me. Yeah? We're, we're, we're going to be talking about a Christmas day when you were 14 years old. Whoa. <laughs> okay? I don't even remember that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That That's what you get when you come in the pit. Wow. Christmas no, day 14. I don't, I don't have any crazy radio noise to say after that. Yeah. But when you come in the pit, brother, we're, we're going to get 30 minutes of Greg Grimpy uh, unadulterated. Hey. I as I said, rarely am I asked to be a guest. So, wow. man, I I can't wait. It's on like neck bone sucker. It's on. It's on next week, It's on. Make sure make sure the guy make sure that guy who's always poorly mic'd is right there too, so uh, I can never hear him mumble a uh, mumble mouse McGee. Oh, man. <laughs> Cold-blooded. All right. Cold-blooded. All right, so uh, it's 8.30, right, so, me, and then we're going to roll. Well, 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 what I'm thinking is I, I want a little more time with you. Yeah. How about we go 8.15? 8.15? You know me. What, what did I tell you when I told you I started my show? Uh, I'm going to be the Roy Firestone of barbecue. Yeah. All right, let's do 8.15. I want to get in depth. Hey, hey I'm going to bring a tear to your eye <laughs> between 8.15 and, 8, and 8.58. The, the tear because I'm bored out of my friggin' mind with JV. No, 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 no. The tear because I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask about that one time you missed shaking oh. Meyer mixes hand. No, Johnny Triggs hand. <laughs> we're never we're never gonna talk about that. Everybody, Get it out of here! Get oh, it out of here! No way! All right, uh, eight fifteen it is. All right, brother. All right. Hey, we'll looking forward to it. Hey, dude. Yeah. You and your family, man. Merry Christmas, and uh, we look we look forward to talking to you next Tuesday, brother. All right, Chad. Thanks for calling in, man. Happy uh, Happy and, Merry and, Christmas, and, well, and also my poorly mind assistant Griffin. Yes, Mr. Griff said Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to Griff and uh, all your family as well, Chad. And we'll talk soon, my brother. Take care, brother. All right, there he is, Chad Ward, Whiskey Man Barbecue in the pit. That guy just called in to book me on a show. Uh-oh. That rarely happens. Yeah. So it sounds like you have to tune in at 8.15 next week to Chad's show to get upwards of 45 minutes of me, and then we're going to roll right into my show. That's going to be crazy. I love it. I'm down. Here's even better news, because I know... You couldn't possibly believe that there is better news than me being on Chad's show next week for upwards of 45 minutes. That is exciting, by the way. What is going on here? Oh, boy. All I want to do... Yeah, no, Matt, I mean, yeah. Sorry, Matt Boer is uh, correcting me. Sorry, Matt. 
Tune in at 7 on Outdoor Cooking Channel. Take in the whole show. But the show starts at 8.15. This is what I'm saying. Okay? See, this is what I'm saying. Well, something terrible has happened with this story, and I'm, I'm not going to be able to tell you about it. All I can tell you is this, that farting is good for you and people around you. But I can't get in depth with it because for some reason that, uh, that isn't going to, to work for me tonight. Chad, where I meant, I just talked about it with Chad Ward here briefly, but I do want to give a special congratulations and we'll work for an interview here over the next couple of weeks that uh, Travis Clark from the Clark Crew Barbecue team has firmly secured KCBS Team of the Year for 2015. So he will be now your reigning, your reigning KCBS champ all of next year. Now, it has gone without fail that the team that wins KCBS Team of the Year, the year they win it, don't don't even sniff it next. And if we're being honest, it's mostly because they can't believe they pulled it off in 2015, or they can't believe they pulled it off this year. And that, I don't mean they can't believe it, but with all of the work and so forth, that I don't know if competitive barbecue is set up for a team to want to win team of the year the way it's set up multiple years in a row. I don't think people want to do it. You can almost hear it in their typing. Man, that was a grind. I don't want to do that again. Folks, let me talk to you about Suckle Busters, award-winning barbecue rubs, barbecue sauces, chili kits, Texas gunpowder, preferred by competition barbecue cooks, Texas-based, 100% made in the USA. Products have won hundreds of industry awards, including two first places two years in a row at the American Royal Sauce Contest. Suckle Busters is now offering you the honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce. It's the newest sauce. It's based on Suckle Busters' award-winning honey barbecue sauce. It's a thin barbecue glaze and finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chicken. It's super sweet, not spicy, it's super red. They use a special American paprika for a bright red color. Brush it on the last 5 to 10 minutes of cooking. It leaves a glossy red sheen on the meat and an extra layer of flavor. Take your competition ribs and chicken to a whole nother level. Available at local barbecue stores or online at sucklebusters.com. If you want to win what could end up being the last Suckle Busters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce, email me right now. In the subject line, put Rempy on Ward. Rempy on Ward. And don't add anything after that, pervs. Rempy on Ward. You can win a free bottle of Suckle Busters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. Bring in the ribs and chicken to a whole nother level. Email sales at sucklebusters.com. Call 972-393-9509. Ask for Dan Arnold. He's the president. You can visit sucklebusters.com, or you can check your own barbecue stores around your general area. Dan is very prolific and very proactive in getting his stuff out there in the market by any and all means. All right, let's race right to the email here and see if we pick up a quick winner. Rempy on Ward. 
for the subject line, and uh, you can win a free bottle of the Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Salt. All right, uh, Jason Ganahl from GQ Barbecue will be joining me out of the break. I will be on Chad Ward's show next week. Locked, loaded, and confirmed. So put it on your calendars. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets. For all of your pellet-driven cookers, visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com as well. And use the link on my friggin' website. Hook a brother up. Amazon.com. Or CookinPellets.com. Amazon.com sometimes blows out shipping like a mother on those cooking pellets. So be aware of that please hey are you a award w- a and are you an award-winning competition barbecue cook and have nothing better to do than jump in the foray of business my next guest does jason ganahl of gq barbecue jay what's up bro oh damn it sorry wrong level go ahead i'm sorry what's up what's up Rimpy? yo yo so what are you up to oh not much yeah. i took a long nap just woke up a little bit ago. <laughs> so here's what I love about Jason Canal and anybody else that's done this. So, you know, uh, I'm going to generalize here, but barbecue guys practice the craft and they get really good at it and they make really good food. And th- so that's me, let's say. And then there's another section of me, guys, that take it to the next level, which is competition. They get really good at it and they win and all this stuff. So that's you. And then there's like this whole other section of guy that was good in the backyard, good on the competition scene, and then they decided to take it to a restaurant level, which is like a whole different situation of food prep and uh, like how you're going to be cooking stuff. And there's a whole different dynamic we're going to be talking about here that it's it scares me for you, and you're the one with all the risk and all the stuff. So here's the first question to lead off. When you are competing and you're doing very well, are you constantly thinking, or perhaps when you were competing starting out, did you think, I want to turn this into restaurant at some point down the road, but I need to solidify the competition side before I take it to that level? Yeah, I never thought about starting a restaurant. Never? Just kind of, uh, no, I actually, <laughs> not when I started competing, I didn't. Yeah. I, the, the idea of opening a restaurant probably entered my mind probably about two years ago, two and a half years ago. So how do you, who do you have to sell? Because, you know, I've said it a hundred times here on this show, you know, the, the, the food business or the restaurant industry is very volatile. And then you throw in the fact that it's a barbecue restaurant and that probably amps it up, you know, five, six, seven different times. 
Uh, so who do you have to go around, you know, within your circle to kind of get buy-in from and, and support that risk that you're going to take? Uh, there's, there's one person that was at the top of that mountain, and that was my wife. That was the first person I had to get um, the green light from. And then after that, obviously, you had to create the, the, the resources to be able to do that. And then I just went out and found people a lot smarter than me at starting a barbecue restaurant and really tapped into them. And what's awesome is we've got such an awesome community of barbecue people and a lot of successful people that have already paved the way. And I just kind of followed what they did. And they were very, very helpful in answering my questions and being uh, receptive and responsive over email or over text or over a phone. And a combination of all of those things and all of those forces and just timing and everything uh, just led to where I'm at right now. If you could let me in just a little bit on the, the conversation that, that you and your wife have, because I have to imagine <laughs> that, you know, it, it, you know, to a certain degree, she probably is like, well, I'm hearing what he's saying and I can't say no, but I mean, I mean, was there a sell job on, on your end or was she like, yeah, let's do it. I mean, if this is what you want to do, let's do it. I mean, you guys got kids and you got the house and all this other stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot of things to, to really consider. So I'm, I'm very interested in, you know, how the whole mulling process goes. Sure. Well, my, my wife is a female version of myself, so it really wasn't that difficult. This is the third business I've started. My wife has started other businesses herself. So we're all very supportive of each other. And whenever we got uh, an idea, we're not ones that kind of talk about how it won't work. We're t- we talk about how it will work and stuff. So uh, I, I knew I had to kind of get her on my team, which she is already on my team. It's just more of like you pointed out with the kids. I mean, we've got three kids, so it's more how are we going to manage that? So that's how we kind of created our plan. And then it was really, where's the money going to come from? So then we created that plan. And after that, it was just then assembling kind of a team of advisors to kind of really help me with all the parts that I don't know, which was about 90 to 95% of it. And then it's just to that, it's just executing the plan. Is your financial side of it, did you get like angel investors or did you guys just create capital on your own or, you know, like, how does that, how does that work? I, I completely liquidated everything I have. <laughs> really? <laughs> so when I, when I say every chip I own is on the table, literally wow. every chip I have is in this restaurant. I had a 401k, I had an IRA. Um, there's uh, a really cool program out there where you can uh, not pay penalties and taxes on that and move that over and starting a business. And then your actual 401k actually owns the business. So yep. I did that and then I maxed out wow. two credit cards. And then oh. there's a really cool nonprofit organization here in the Denver area called the Colorado Enterprise Fund. I got a huge chunk of cash from them. And then I had, as a backup, I got a line of credit from, uh, from Chase, my bank as well too. Wow. So, I mean, I, 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 I mean, it's very important to me not to have, I've heard so many stories from different people and having, I guess, been doing other things too, not to have someone else. If I'm going to sink the Titanic, I want to sink the Titanic myself. I don't want somebody to sink it for me. So it was really important for me to do this without having anybody else uh, tied into it with me. But I mean, you're literally leveraged up to your eyeballs on this type of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I am. Yeah. So (laughs) like, what's the, what's the pressure like on you? I mean, you feel like a, well, it, a fist on your head, like every second of the day and like you're going to explode or like, where's your, where's your mind? Or does it fluctuate like a roller coaster? I mean, that's got to be a huge pressure. 
it is, but it isn't. I mean, I think a lot of that kind of stuff, and I mean, everybody has different opinions on it, but pressure is just something we just kind of create ourselves. And either you have a lot or you don't have a lot, but pressure does not exist. We create pressure by creating pressure for ourselves. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, there, there's a lot on the line here if it doesn't work, but uh, I mean, I, I can sit here and think of all the reasons why it won't work, or I can go out and make it actually work and stuff. So, yes, there is a lot of pressure, and there were some sleepless nights. And there was, I had one of my advisors tell me who's opened up about 120 different restaurants, very similar to the one I have, not barbecue, but fast casual ones. He opened up a, a, a ton of Paneras, and then he had a very successful Mediterranean brand that he opened up, about 35 locations, and recently sold off. And he said, when I first started this about a year, year and a half ago, he's like, you're going to get kicked in the nuts so many times during this entire process. And even after you're open, somebody can take a steel-toed boot, put it on their foot and kick you in the nuts and it won't even hurt. And that's, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the truth. I mean, there's been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of just discouraging moments and stuff. But as long as I think as you always focus on the goals and not let those things kind of take you down, then you can, you can overcome those. When, when did you officially open? Uh, November 9th was our first first day. Like this November 9th? Yeah, November wow. 9th as in six weeks ago. God, I mean, you were like an infant right now. Yeah, Oof. yeah. All Just right. learning how to suck my thumb. So um, when you are trying to figure out property, and you have this advisor, you said, so, and this was going to be another question I was going to ask you. So you got the advisor who does a bunch of Panera stuff. So that's franchise, right? So you got to, I mean, you got to be liquid like crazy. I mean, few are, are liquid like that, but there's a template in place, right? You got to follow the, the franchise stuff and the menu and there's very little deviation and all this other stuff. And then you have the other side, which is, okay, I'm going to go buy my own place and it's going to be Jason Ganahl franchise. I'm going to own it and I'm not going to follow the rules. I'm going to make all the rules, which is obviously the, the, the direction that you took. So did you weigh out any franchising of like a, a barbecue restaurant type of a thing or was it always just going to be my way or the highway type of a thing? Yeah, it's my way or the highway. I mean, I, I'm not a number two. I'm a number one. I, I, don't, I don't like... Uh... I mean, I don't mind following direction and stuff, but I, I, I much prefer leading a team and being out in front than following somebody. So what Especially you, somebody telling me how to do something. I mean, I, I don't do well with structure and people telling me how to do things and stuff. When you locate the property, like what was important to you when you're, or did you build? Oh, no, no. Yeah. It was, uh, it's, that was uh, a painful uh, I guess part of the process is I'd been told by several landlords that we're not taking any first time restaurateurs. So I originally had my mindset on one particular part uh, of an area and it was just too expensive. I mean, I, I had a budget coming into all this and I wasn't going to find any reason to justify exceeding any part of my budget at, at any part of it. So you've got it all broken out into different parts and, and that's my budget. I mean, you just got to find a ways to keep it within your budget. And so the very first area I wanted to get into in real estate out here in Denver right now is hopping. And it's mostly because of the legal drug use nope. because of the legal drug use, the legislators won't allow the pot dealers to put their money into banks. So what they're doing, they're sitting on all this cash and they're going out and buying property with cash. So rates are going up. It's extremely competitive. There's a really hot spot and you instantly got like five to 10 LOIs right away on it. So I settled for what I would consider kind of a, 
a B, maybe B minus site, which is fine because it's barbecue and barbecue is a destination. And yep. if it's good, people's gonna, people are going to drive to it, right? So the site that we're in, I had a lot of people who know the area better than I do tell me that there's been no place in that area that has done really well. And it's about a 20-year-old uh, location. But again, throwing all that out, knowing what I know about barbecue places versus pizza places, which were, was what was in there before, is that people will go to barbecue places. And there's so many people out there right now that are doing a really good job as long as you have really good barbecue. And I wasn't so much worried about having a really great place as much as I was staying within my budget. That was the most important thing. Was there a lot of work that you had to do to the facility in order to, to get it into GQ shape? Yeah, we gutted the entire place. And so that was another thing, too, is construction, because of all of the, the vibrancy going on out here, is at an all-time high. Even like the advisors were like, whoa, I've never seen it this high. So we value engineered. Our, our, I had an initial budget, and all of the bids were coming in almost 40 to 50% higher than what was in that. And we thought yeah. the budget would capture what it was going to cost, right? So we took so much out of what we were going to put in there. And the interior of the place is really just tile and stickers and paint. I mean, there's nothing fancy about the decor, but you can kind of glam it up with having nice paint and nice tile, not nice tiles. I mean, 399 a square foot tile and stuff, but uh, you, you can make the place look good by just having kind of new stuff versus, I guess, old stuff and all that. But we, we didn't spend a whole lot or get crazy on uh, on build out at all so once that's done inevitably what's going to be bringing people to the restaurant is menu and the execution of the food which you're very familiar with so when you're building the menu and i've seen it in 500 different barbecue restaurants the menu is like expansive and i'm like what the f are you doing i mean it's barbecue you should have like kind of the short list of stuff that you can do really well. And if it's really good, people are going to be either lining up like they do in Texas, or you're going to be, you know, constantly, you know, selling all this stuff. So you have kind of like fresh turnover, if you will, and, and not a bunch of stuff that's kind of sitting around. So did you really uh, fine tune the menu uh, and, and say, okay, this is what we want to have to start out with. And if we want to expand, we can do that later on. Or did you start out with a little bit wider menu and then say, well, if it doesn't work out, we'll start to chop stuff off at designated periods of time. Yeah, start small and grow. And in fact, even on our, I mean, our, we did a uh, vendor appreciation night where we did a practice night before we opened and we invited all of the people that helped us get open, uh, any of our vendors, any of our friends, any of the families or the employees. And it was an absolute disaster. And we didn't even have, we didn't even have that many menu items out there, but none of us really knew what we were doing. We were bumping into one another. There was no flow. Um, it was, we eventually just kind of put stuff out. We didn't have people go to the register and ring stuff up and we even scaled it back from there and even kind of coming out that night. I mean, we've only got the kind of your basic barbecue food, brisket, pork, ribs, chicken wings, turkey. Um, that's it. And then maybe about five or six side items. And even with that few of items, I mean, it was such a cluster and that's all we've got right now. We've got the, like the six big meats, and then we've got about five sides. And, and Greg, I, I really think right now that's, 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 all, that's all you need. And I would love to kind of add stuff as we go, but 
Uh, I don't I don't see any reason to right now until we really kind of hone in what we're it's a minor miracle every single day. We just get those items out and ready to be served. And until we can become competent in doing that and where it's it's just the way I want it, then I'm not going to add anything else. I, I, I kind of think of this first three or four months as a giant experiment and we're improving every single week. And I'm so proud of all my employees and they all want to do well. And I, I, I love every single one of them so much. And I'm, I just can't believe how far they've come. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how far we can go in another six or seven weeks. So what's your role in the restaurant right now? Are you there like every day, all the time, and you're like chief cook and you're also watching over everything else? Or are you trying to reserve back and seeing what employees are going to kind of pick up and run with responsibility? Because that's got to be another thing of, uh, you know, the quote unquote pressure is how do you best use yourself efficiently and effectively while you're in the house? Yeah, a, a very well-known flaw of myself is that I, I need to let go at times. And I, I mean, I'm in there at six in the morning, getting the pit going, and I'm leaving at nine o'clock at night. And then I've got another hour of email when I get home. And yep. I did that for about two weeks. And I've got a morning guy that now comes in at six and I go in at nine. I'm in there from about nine to nine every single day. And I have not had a day off, even Thanksgiving. You had to go in there and load the pit. And uh, Christmas Eve, we're closing right after lunch, and then I don't have to go in till Christmas Day to load the pit the next day. So that will be my first like really full day off since we go. And that that's that's a that's a flaw of mine is I have a hard time of uh, letting go. I mean, it's my name on the sign and my name on the wall, and so many people are coming in for the first time right now. I want them to have a really good experience, and uh, I, I I need to do a better job of trusting the people. But until I can really feel confident that uh, everything is going to be done well. I, I, I want to have a presence in the place. How do you classify yourself as, as a boss or as someone to work for? Are you, uh, for instance, there's a very famous uh, lady that's doing very well in the restaurant and was very good in competition when she was doing it, uh, Melissa Cookston in Memphis Barbecue Company. And she's like, oh, I'm Hitler. I'm the worst person. I'm mean, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, that's like her thing. But, I mean, you can kind of you know see that a little bit in her personality. But, you know, when it's business, she's business, right? So where do you kind of fall out on the boss guy? Yeah, you'd have to ask my employees that. I don't know how they think of me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm I'm a fair guy, but I have high expectations. I mean, we pay our employees really well, but as a result of paying them well, I have very high expectations of them. I mean, I, I study a lot on on leadership and how to lead and stuff like that, and I try to uh, implement a lot of those um, kind of, I don't even want to call them best practices because there is really no playbook to how to be a leader and stuff. But I think if you just appreciate human beings for what human beings are, which are human beings, and they're going to make mistakes, and you recognize that, and mistakes are only mistakes if we don't learn from them. And there's nothing disrespectful. It's all conversation. Uh, there's no derogatory. There's no beating each other up or anything like that. I just want to really have a, a fun environment where people really enjoy coming to work. And Jesus Christ, we're barbecuing every single day. I mean, if you can't have fun doing that, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to have a place where people are so scared and they're walking on eggshells and afraid to make mistakes. I mean, I like to think we all have a good time. And I'm, I think if you ask them that, they, they would say that they're having a good time. I think it's a pretty good sign when a lot of these guys are bringing their buddies in. And I, I have a ton of these guys who have their friends come in and they want to work. And it's like, hey, do you have work? Can I work here? And we don't right now. But uh, I, I'd like to think that they all enjoy working at GQ. When you read social media associated with a restaurant or, you know, through your Facebook posts or Twitters, what have you, and you see review after review after review, all positive, all glowing, all this place is great. 
Do you, are there any competing barbecue eateries that are like around you that you're just kicking in the teeth right now? Or are you kind of basking in the fact that not only are you really good, but you're also kind of the only one around there? Um, I, you know, it's interesting. I'm from St. Louis. I was born and raised in St. Louis and I left St. Louis when I was 30 years old and I'm 39 years old. I'll be 40 in uh, January. And when I left St. Louis, uh, about 11 years ago, I, I never really thought of it as a barbecue restaurant kind of town. Everybody loved barbecue, but there weren't really these staple barbecue places since I've been gone. I mean, there's now a ton of staple barbecue places in St. Louis and several of them get national attention and stuff. And I think we're on the cusp of that right now in Denver. The week I opened up, there was four other barbecue places in Denver that opened up. And so I'm one of those particular people that I want to see barbecue succeed. I want to see other barbecue restaurants in Denver do really well. I want there to be four or five great, well-known barbecue places in Denver so that there's the ongoing debate. And it's like, oh, you like that place? Let's go try that place. Let's go try that place. The rising tide lifts all boats. And if we can get people just talking about barbecue, we're all going to do really well because Denver, I think, is on the cusp of a barbecue renaissance. And and I, along with uh, three, four other, five other places, would like to lead that charge. Are those independent places or are they franchise places or a mix? A mix. There's a mix. Um, by franchise places, I mean, that's a, that's a broadly defined term. Uh, there's another place that opened up down in Denver named Carve. Uh, I think they've got, they've got very ambitious goals. Uh, they've got two sit-down restaurants called Southern Hospitality. I think they do a really great job. I'd love to see them kind of uh, be a force down in the Denver metro area. I'm a little bit north in Denver. I'm in a suburb very, very close to the city, but yet I'm still in the Denver area. Uh, there's a arguably the most popular place in the Denver metro area is probably is actually in the town I live in <laughs> Superior Colorado which is about 10 minutes away from the restaurant and so he does really well Carve's going to do really well I hope we do really well I hope there's another two or three places that kind of come on and do really well some places that just opened up that have a lot of potential that I haven't been to yet but I would love nothing more than for people to go back to the water cooler at work and talk about this barbecue lunch they had at what I would call a competitor, even though I don't think of them as a competitor, and then have somebody else say, oh, my gosh, well, you've got to try this place. And then as a group, they all start going around all these different places and stuff. We just got to get people in Denver talking about barbecue, and we'll all do really well. Six months from now, where do you hope you're at? Hanging out with my family more. That would be a good start. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I love where we're at right now. I love where we're going. I never expected to be where we're at, even where we're at right now. And I know we've got so much more improvements to make. And I'm just, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the future holds. And I'm not really trying to control what all that stuff is. Whatever happens, happens. And uh, whatever does happen will be exactly what's supposed to happen. Uh, Jason Ganahl is the pitmaster of GQ Competition Barbecue Team, also at the restaurant GQ Barbecue. And you can find the website at the letter GQQUEGQBBQ.com. Um, and so, like, what's the, the suburb city that you're in? Because I got a lot of people in the chat room asking me exactly where you're at. Uh, Westminster, Colorado. Westminster, Colorado. Um, yeah. And what I'd like to do is, you know, maybe hook up. You know, every uh, every so often here and kind of track your progress. I know I'm doing some uh, competition teams in 2016, but uh, I mean, you're such a new restaurant and you're kind of doing it on your own. I would love to kind of keep track with you uh, this year upcoming as well. Greg, I would love that. I love coming on your show, man. That'd be great. All right, Jason, uh, have a Merry Christmas and we'll talk soon, buddy. 
Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thanks, Greg. All right, you got it. There he is. Jason Ganahl from GQ Barbecue. The restaurant and the competition cooking team, if you need them. Westminster, if you're keeping track. I have no idea where that is. I think he said north of the city, which is uh, you know very popular these days. Denver. You know, especially with the weed. No shortage of appetites in Denver because of the weed. If you didn't know, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue. Number one dealer of Mac Pellet Grills in the world. Big Papa's features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers, such as the Old Hickory Ace BP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa's also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs, sweet money, happy ending, just a few that have helped win almost every major barbecue competition event. Don't think that BPS can just be pigeonholed into competition either. BPS rubs have become so well-known, they've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain, BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse. Four of the nine rubs on their permanent menu. Boom. BPS rubs are a proven commodity for anyone's pantry. They're in mine. They should be in yours. Big Pop also banded together with California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue, begun to redefine the flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa's website also features an online meat locker with top-quality meats. Snake River Farms shipped right to your door from the American Kobe Beef to Kurabuda Pork. Double R Ranch Meats. Big Papa's Meat Locker has something for everyone. Committed to bringing you the best flavors on the market, like a fine swine sauce, Granny's Barbecue Sauce, Swamp Boy's Barbecue Sauce. These were the hits this barbecue season. More to come. They also have that unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and benefited children's charities across the U.S. If you would, please keep this in mind. Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all this with only five years of being in the biz, turning competition barbecue on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers and the website BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. Uh, we're going to play everybody's favorite new game show. Can a freshman say it? We're locked and loaded. you got to call in. 216-220-0966. 216-220-0966. A three-pack of Dave Bosca's and Butcher Barbecue's grilling oils on the winning block. Do you think you know what a freshman can say and not say? Well, we'll see as we come out of the break. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, 
Welcome back. 216-220-0966. If you want to play, can a freshman say it? For your chance to win a three-pack of Butcher Barbecue's grilling oils, butcherbbq.com is the website. Buy your own if you don't want to even try risking to win it. Don't risk it. Just buy it. Big news, by the way, coming up in Dave's read here in just a few minutes. All right, let me get everything set. All right, now it's time for the game show sweeping the nation for your chance to win a three-pack of Butcher's Barbecue Grilling Oils. It's kind of a freshman sale. Yeah, all right. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey, all right. I am your host, Greg Rippey. Again, I know. Hollywood good looks and a great booming voice can only lead to fun and frivolity here as we try and attempt to get a winner who happens to be on the line right now. So, caller, tell us a little bit about yourself. It's uh, Matt, Jim Rocking Barbecue down in Orlando, buddy. All right, Matt, how are you? Look at this guy. That's it. Uh, Matt, you know how the game is played, correct? Uh, yes, sir. All right. And are you ready to play the game? Absolutely. All right. Remember on the hook for you to win tonight a three-pack of Butcher Barbecue Grilling Oil. Let's go ahead and play the game. All right, Matt, remember, we're going to ask a freshman in high school words. She's going to read the word with her eyeballs, and then it's up to her brain to decipher how her mouth is going to say it. That's either going to be right or wrong. And the task at hand is you saying, well, yeah, she can say that. Or no, she can't say that. So here we go. First question. You got to get three of five in order to win the butcher's barbecue grilling oil. The first word, Matt, is affidavit. This is a legal document. Can a freshman correctly say affidavit? No. No. All right. Lock you in with a no. Yeah, no. All right. Locked in for no. Let's go to the freshman. Show me affidavit. Affidavit. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> Nevertheless, we press on. Now you know what kind of mind you're working with here. Mind Greg, I, I gotta see you're cheating here. You, your, your kids are too smart. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody's ever accused them of that, but thank you, Matt. All right, next question for Matt. Can a freshman say across, like we're going across the river or across the pasture? I would hope so, yes. Right. Matt says yes, so we'll lock you in on yes. Let's go to the freshman. Show me across. Across. All right. Look at this guy. Now we're back on the track here. You're one for one. Maybe you are right. Those kids are smart. All right. Next question. 
across. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my, my bet. Can a freshman say the word athlete? Can she read and then properly say athlete? Yes, sir. Right? Matt says yes. Lock you in at yes. This would get you two correct answers if she says it right. If not, you're one for two. Or one for three. Show me athlete. Athlete. All right. Look at you. Two correct against the one wrong. Let's play it. Matt, you are on a roll. One more. And boy, are you going to win grilling oil. Let's go. Matt, can a freshman say the word Kobe? Like the beef. Kobe beef. Which is not in America, by the way. Being your daughter, I would hope so. I'm going to say yes. All right. We'll lock you in on a yes. By the way, debatable if she's my daughter or not. <laughs> Nevertheless, show me Kobe. Kobe. Oh, no. Kobe. Don't you have a restaurant up there? Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who knows with this kid? Well, Matt, you have decided to draw out the drama like I have never seen. This is the last question of the five. So, it's no surprise to you that you have to get this one right in order to win the grilling oil. And so, it all comes down to this, Matt. Can the freshman say carabuta? As in pork. As in a succulent ham. Oh, yeah. Can the freshman say carabuta? No? Is that your final answer? Sure. All right, we'll lock you in on a note. Would love to hear how you've come up with that. Everybody in the chat room is agreeing, though. For the grilling oils, show me Karabuda. Karabuda. Oh, he's a winner, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my. Well, if you couldn't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. She could not say Karabuda properly. So who knows who that kid is for crying out loud, Matt? I don't know. Nevertheless, uh, you win the grilling oil, Matt. So send me your shipping information. And thank you for playing Can a Freshman Say It? Thank you, sir. There you go. There he is. It's Matt, everybody. And that is going to do it for this session of can a freshman say it actually what the hell we got time it's christmas here in a couple days let's play it again go ahead if you want to uh, call in go ahead 216-220-0966 we'll come up with a different prize i have a plethora of stuff to give away in my personal prize cabinet. How does she mess up Kobe? I, hey. We're not here to judge. 
or not here to judge. 216-220-0966 for your chance to play Can a, oh, for your chance to play Can a Freshman Say It? The prize pack is extravagant. Congratulations to Doug. Or I'm sorry, to Matt. 216-220-0966. If you want to play. I got some other things I can talk about. So uh, there were these I'd mentioned in the top of the show. And if you want to play, go ahead and call in. But I'm not just going to sit here and let the music play. Waste time. The boys over at Pork Barrel Barbecue, and this is under their blog section, have come up with top 10 barbecue stories of 2015. Now, look, if you would remember, two weeks ago, I was bashing that joke of a website, thegrillingwithrich.com, the barbecue uh, person of the year. It's like ridiculous. Cast out a few names and then tell everybody to go see who's the most popular by getting the most votes. It's complete horse patoot. The boys at Pork Barrel Barbecue are just listing out what they think and will be taking any and all criticism should they see fit or as they see fit. So, let me see. How did they run it here? All right. So, top... 10 barbecue stories of 2015. Number 10 from the folks at Pork Barrel Barbecue. Barbecue continues to be a force on TV. And then they list out the top five TV shows in 2015 in this order. Number five, Barbecue Pit Wars. Number four, Chopped Grill Masters. Everybody knows that show. Number three, what many consider to be the barbecue show, by the way, Barbecue Pit Masters. Number two, one of my personal favorite barbecue shows, not because I know her, Barbecue Crawl. And as they put, barbecue crawl is diners, drive-ins, and dives on steroids for the barbecue lover. There are so many amazing barbecue joints across the country, and most of us aren't lucky enough to travel from coast to coast to try them all, but we're able to live vicariously through DVQ as she does just that. So congratulations. And the number one show that they have, Barbecue with Franklin. It's the number one best TV show, according to Pork Barrel Barbecue. Where is that show? Barbecue with Franklin is hands down our favorite barbecue show of 2015. Could be one of the greatest minds in barbecue, giving us, the viewer, an in-depth and often scientific understanding of wood meat seasoning pits, even a failed attempt at competing. I'm looking, I'm looking. Okay, so I don't even see where that is on the TV show. All right, so that's number 10. Number nine, the ninth top story in 2015, according to Pork Barrel Barbecue. Out of the ashes, Dave Anderson rises with Old Southern Barbecue Smokehouse. Uh, barbecue is a cuisine. Barbecue is an event, a flavor, a sport, an occupation, a tradition. 
The list goes on. There's no question that this is the case for Dave Anderson, one of the patriarchs of barbecue, or at least the business of barbecue. On November 3rd, 2014, the very thing that fueled Dave's way of life and allowed him to produce some of the best barbecue in America did its best to destroy the heart and soul of a professional life when fire destroyed the original famous Dave's restaurant in Hayward, uh, Wisconsin. So Dave now is a part of Old Southern Smokehouse. The shed was on the garage sale show. That was funny. What's the garage sale show? So congratulations to Dave Anderson for making Pork Barrel Barbecue's top 10 stories of 2015. Uh, If you're not familiar with Pork Barrel Barbecue, they have... Um, sorry, they have award-winning rubs and sauces. They were on Shark Tank. They have the most Twitter followers of any barbecue person. I believe that's still the case. But they do write these blogs from time to time. So for the next, uh, what was uh, 10 days as of two days ago, they're going to be posting a new top 10 stories, and they're counting obviously down from 10 to 1. So I can only imagine who will be the number one barbecue story of the year. Perhaps, number one, going on eight years, Greg Rempe continues the Barbecue Central show from Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you, boys. Thank you. I appreciate your nod of success, and I will do uh, whatever I can to keep the show going and bringing the content to you and all giving an acceptance speech like, uh, I'm going to win this. Meanwhile, as it goes with everything getting recognized or otherwise, I will get uh, the schneid. No Hall of Fame this year. No top 10 barbecue stories of 2015. None of that. It's a labor of love. And it's got to be love. Otherwise, I mean, God, what the heck? 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what I'm going to be talking to you about now. That's right, folks. It's Butcher Barbecue. Now, hold on. Oh, where'd it go? Recent, recent, recent. that it yeah all right so if you're like me the easiest thing to do to make your barbecue better than everybody else's is to go to butcherbbq.com a few items to mention please take note and by the way might i add this to the mix a barbecue central show exclusive news update Uh, That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Rempe reporting from the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio. And it has come on good authority that the folks over at Butcher Barbecue have launched a brand new website. That's right. Go over there right now. Butcher's Barbecue has launched a new online presence. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Check out the new website. Get the lay of the land. Get the feel. Give Dave some feedback if you're so inclined. That's number one. 
Number two. I talk to each and every week about how great the shipping rates are and how Dave has single-handedly pounded the United States Postal Service down with his bare hands. Well, things just got a little bit better. Regardless of size of order, one bottle of sauce, three bottles of sauce, or two bottles of sauce and an injection and a bird booster. You put the, the, the gamut together in regards to the combination of items. Eight dollars for shipping on all orders what dave making the united states postal service his bitch again how are you doing nobody can do that how are you doing that dave look we all know butchers has the injections right the pork the beef the prime the bird booster all that great stuff you go to butcherbbq.com you get your favorite rubs. You get your favorite sauces. Did you know what sauce I'm going to talk about, right? The sweet barbecue sauce. I love it. Drink it out of the bottle. It's that good. I get six when I get it because my kids love it too. And to me, that's the sign of a quality barbecue sauce. Will the kids eat it? Yeah, the kids eat it. My homemade barbecue sauce has a tough time beating Dave's barbecue sauce out. That's how good it is. If you haven't tried it, you're doing yourself a disservice. And you're not supporting the show or its sponsors. Shame on you, sir. Or ma'am. Here's what you do. Go to butcherbbq.com and check out the fresh new look website. You're going to love it. Then order your stuff and then revel in the fact that shipping is only $8. No matter what. Come on. Give me a break. This is the best thing that's happened all year. Go to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up. $8 shipping. It's better than everything else out there. Also, sign up for the newsletter. Probably chock full of award-winning tips and deals and who knows what's going on over there between Dave and the people over at Butcher's Barbecue. Only good stuff. That's all I know. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue, always trust your butcher. All right, we're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around, be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Uh, all the way back in the first hour. This is Jim Minion. Oh, come on, Jim Minion. Beat it. All the way back in the first hour, we talked. Hold on a second. It's bizarre. We talked with uh, Sam the Cooking Guy. Thecookingguy.com is his website. Last minute gifts. Some great recipe ideas, some cocktails that are seasonally themed. Then we talked with Clint Cantwell. Grillocracy.com is his website, and we told you about the 10 gifts you should not get. If I'm not mistaken, the top three were Myron Mixon's knife, 
the camouflage apron, and the condiment gun. Don't get those. Don't even give them. Don't do that. Second hour, we talked with Jason Goodall from GQ Barbecue, both the competition team, uh, but obviously we focused on the new restaurant that he's opened in Westminster, Colorado. Check it out if you're around that area. Stop in. Great review so far. GQBBQ.com. The letter GQQUE. GQBBQ.com. Check out Jay. Wish him well. Support him. He's a good guy out there. And then... Matt Boer came in and won a three-pack of grilling oil from Dave Bosk. Wow. Can a freshman say it? He guessed Took it all the way to the end, but he won it. Congratulations to Matt. All right, we've got a huge show next week. We have all of the 2016 team pitmasters that I'll be following during next season. So that's going to be fun. Plus, who knows what else is going to happen. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, if that's what you're going to be celebrating in a couple days. Hopefully you enjoyed my fire here tonight. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe, saying Merry Christmas. And so long, everybody. Good night now. Good night now.